Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, this is what I love about this podcast because it's. So many things to so many people, including myself. You can have the hour-long podcast or close to hour-long podcast like we had on Monday morning with Pap and producer Evan giving their power rankings and Pap telling great fake leg autograph stories. Or you could have the Baseball Isn't Boring on the Go, where it's just quick, quicker conversations. And you know we have it all. And this is another example of that. So right after we have the Power Rankings podcast, which is a good sit-down, extensive, let's dive into the top 10 teams in baseball through the eyes of a a couple different people, including Jonathan Papelbon, who bizarrely had the Philadelphia Phillies ranked number five, but that's what makes it so spicy, and that's what makes him a revolutionary when it comes to Power Rankings. But we also have, on the very same day, a Baseballs and Boring on the go with a, my sit-down with Kevin Cash. And the topic is looking back at when Kevin Cash was hired. And I've had people who've heard this say this is next-level stuff in terms of how Kevin Cash reveals exactly what happens. I think it's pertinent because, A, Kevin Cash is the second-longest tenured manager in baseball behind Tito Francona right now. B, he is in first place with a team, with the best team in baseball, and has won a ton of games. 
His overall record as a manager, postseason, regular season, 697 and 590. So obviously has gone to the World Series, has established himself as one of the best managers in baseball. But go back to when he was hired leading into the 2015 season. This is a guy who was the bullpen coach in Cleveland. So how does that happen? How does the bullpen coach in Cleveland become the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays, get a five-year contract, and then next thing you know, he's the second-longest tenured manager in baseball with the best record in all of baseball in this very year, eight years later. How does that happen? Well, let's, let's go back. Let's take you back. Here's me and Cashy chopping it up, talking about when he was hired as manager. I knew way back when that you were going to be able to function as a major league manager. Congratulations. Yeah. You knew a lot more than I did then. I didn't feel that way. I knew at the Mike Lowell book party release that you, <laughs> when my dad had you painted in a corner talking about the, the merits of baseball. Um, but So I just want to go. I talked to Haim Bloom about this the other day. We were sort of just talking about your organization and stability of it. And we started talking about when you were hired. And I remembered when you, you know, we, we had talked, I think, you were the with the Blue Jays. And then you went to Cleveland as the bullpen coach, and you had other options and other opportunities. But you were, it was a great fit because you were with Cleveland, great organization. And then out of nowhere, seemingly, the Rangers asked. So take me back to that if you can, like when you got that call. Because one of the things that Haim said was like, that's the Rangers interview really helped put you on their radar even more. Yeah, I, I really didn't know that. I know that you know when the Rangers called. I had work, I had my last year in AAA. I played with the Rangers. I got to do a little bit of advanced scouting during the postseason. Got to meet a lot of the front office. Really enjoyed uh, my time with them. Have so much respect for John Daniels and that group. Um, got the interview for the job and kind of went into it with no expectation. But then as the interview process got deeper, I think that that I. I felt more confident in like, hey, maybe, maybe I can do this if I'm surrounded by the right people. Really was energized by the conversations that I had with many people throughout the organization. And for you know somebody that went into it not expecting anything other than Terry Francona looking at me and telling me, you got to go do the interview. It's step one. Um, I, I came away from it by the end not getting the job disappointed because I'd kind of got my hopes up a little bit and wanted to, the opportunity to take a crack at it. It didn't go that way, but totally respected uh, Texas' des- decision. So we all go into job interviews, and we feel like sometimes we come out, we, I nailed it. And, like, especially, you know, I don't know if you felt that way, but sometimes the, the, the clouds part, and you feel like you nailed it. I, I don't know if I nailed it. I felt, I felt bet- a lot better about it at the end than I did going into it. Uh, but that was also, you know, two part to that. It, certainly getting to meet the people and envisioning, wow, this is a pretty good group of people that I get to work with. The team was exciting. They had some superstars. They had some young players coming up. And, um, you know, what, what they described as what they were looking for 
really, you know, motivated me and got me excited. So I don't think I've ever nailed anything, but uh, I felt good about it. I can, I can, I can f- say that. Did you feel like that you, going through it at that point in your career, and you've obviously learned a lot, we all learned a lot as we go through our jobs, but at that point you're like, I'm ready to be a major league manager. Or was this, this is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, no, hell no. I, it was very much the latter. This is kind of cool. Even some head scratching, what, what am I doing? Uh, there's no way I'm ready to do this. Uh, fortunately for me, that, that it, 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 it takes people you're working with, but also I was really fortunate to have, you know, to work for Tito for two years and kind of be allowed to be under the hood on a lot of stuff with managing, with front office, how, how players are evaluated, different things like that that broadened my eyes a lot. So the, those two years in Cleveland helped. Maybe I didn't know it at the time, but going through the process, I gained a little bit more confidence. So that comes to the preparation. Um, Cleveland really prepared you to like yes. extreme, right? Yeah, I they, mean, you had to mock, buy a suit. Mock interview, came in with a suit. They were asking me really <laughs> difficult questions that I was not prepared to answer, and I don't even know if I was prepared to answer after I left the interview. But uh, the mock interview helped a lot because, I mean, Cleveland's organization, Chris Antonetti and that group, they're, they're as prepared and diligent as any group that I've been around. And for them to set it up and round table, set coffee, told me to get dressed up nice and asked me some very pointed and direct questions about what had taken place the two years that I was a bullpen coach. So the positives, certainly the negatives, and you kind of had to answer those questions head on. So I don't know how you could be more prepared going into somewhat of an unknown circumstance going into Texas. I had never heard, I've never heard that since, before, after, and when, when they're called, the, hey, make sure you got a suit. Yep. Let's and, go. And, and armpit sweat. I was nervous. <laughs> you know, you're looking at your, your bosses and you're having them be very honest with them and knowing there's probably not a good chance you're going to get the job so you got to work for him again next year <laughs> okay well so in the race so the, the rangers thing doesn't work out was, was there an overlap i don't even remember with the, the rays showing interest no I, there was actually a gap and i had signed a contract uh they, they the texas is kind of raised the, going there as a bench coach supporting jeff banister and really appreciative of that but I felt in the role that I was with in Cleveland, like I, I was getting a lot of bench coach duties, even though I was a bullpen coach. So I had agreed to, to stay there and not take any more interviews unless it was only major league manager. Okay. Um, and then about a week later, Chris called me and said, well, you're ready to do this again? And it was Tampa calling. So were you better? I mean, were like... It was different, you know. Was that, I, yeah, I mean, they all, I find this fascinating how different these are. It right? was very different. Um, I there were two trips into Texas with Tampa. You know, it's pretty well documented. There were a lot of candidates. There was a lot of um, rumors going out there. And my first interview was basically a two-hour phone call with Eric Heim and, and, and Matt Silverman. Mm-hmm. Then I think they narrowed the field down uh, and brought brought a couple people in, and then I got to meet a lot of people. The best line, though, of all of it came from Dustin Pedroia when I was hired and got the job. He said, it's a good thing you took it because they were running out of candidates. They were going to get the guy flipping burgers at the local McDonald's if it wasn't you. And so when when you get to the fi- finalists and you get the call, like I don't know how you felt when you were in the finalists. 
you're, you're losing sleep. Like, I think I might have a chance at this. Um, and did you feel that way? Do you think, did you, were you pretty confident? No, I, 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 there, a lot of anxiety. It was, it was over, I think, I want to say Thanksgiving. Um, it was over a holiday, and I couldn't enjoy the holiday. I was just, my mind was consumed. I'm watching uh, or reading everything online, which I probably shouldn't have done. You want to be respectful of, of certainly the decision they were trying yeah. to make. I got Mark Topkin that is sitting there texting <laughs> me and calling me every day, and I was told, clearly do not answer a word from anybody so I, I tried to do right and take advice from a lot of people that I felt could give advice but it, it didn't help with my anxiety because it felt like a long time so you get the call was that like I mean what was that like oh I, I, ecstatic like I had flown in did, finished off the interview got to meet Stu our owner that was the last thing flew back out um, the following day got home and had really I was told we'll be in touch and didn't know you know how long that was going to be and ironically it was about two hours after I had walked through the front door back in Cleveland and they said that we'd like to offer you the job uh, and my wife and I were ecstatic being born and raised in Tampa the, the as much as I love Cleveland the opportunity to come back home was something that you, you can't you couldn't even dream about it was just, it was really exciting and so the week goes by, like you have the initial like high five in your wife or whatever. Yeah. Wait, I, mean, I don't even I feel like you high five your wife, yeah, but it's yeah. whatever. So, so, but then your week goes by, and you're like, oh shit. I'm the the Major League Baseball. Right. What am I doing? Am I really prepared to do this? And, you know, the the irony is I I got hired and I headed right to the winter meetings in San Diego. And I'm in all these big meetings with the Rays. And I don't know anybody but about two people. So it it was a – stuff happened really, really fast. But fortunately for me – whether it was Matt, Heim, and Eric, well, those three really particular really helped me out, get me under speed, uh, up to speed really quick, and understood that, that you know, th- this is not going to be an overnight thing, that they were extremely patient. The last thing is, so the, the obviously cliche question is, so you look back, and first of all, it must have felt like forever ago. Yep. Um, and you look back at, like, how many, give me the top three things that you didn't know, because I'm not going to say, oh, is there something you didn't know? Because, of course, there's always something you didn't know. But if, if there's a if, if you could power I love a good power ranking the top three um, being being a former player doesn't mean that you necessarily know how to work with current players um, that's probably first and foremost uh, the media obligation which is it's it's a lot and it's not bad it's just I don't think that you can prepare for how much you are talking to uh, the, the hometown media and then also the uh, opposing media. Um, and I, I think the, the transparency that you're better off showing on a daily basis, you, you, you probably think there's a lot of stuff that you can avoid not talking about, not discussing. I think that I've learned over time you better get in front of it because you owe it to the players, you owe it to the, 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 the media, the fans, and everybody that you work with. All right. Hey, congratulations. You've done all right for yourself. There you go. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.